Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of From the Rough, a DSP media production. And as always, alongside a man who never misses a fairway, Mr. Chris Bussell. I am Indy Tim, and John Gerber is once again on hurricane duty out in Tampa, Florida. Flying home today. Uh, supposed to be home today, not in time for the show, so we told him to take the night off and get some more phone numbers on the airplane. Yes, and the music is just is priceless. It doesn't get old. We can listen to it each week. Uh, we do. <laughs> I know. I may have to change that up. Well, maybe. This episode, as all of our From the Rough episodes, are brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with 65 covered in heated tees. It is the best place to practice your golf game year round uh, short game area two practice putting surfaces uh, you can host your event there if covered you like covered and heated tees covered yes. and heated tees it's getting we've, a little chilly we've got the uh, uh, mini golf course yeah part threes and fours it's in great shape uh, but it's a really cool facility out there on Golden Bear Drive in Carrollton uh, right on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway um, give them a shout out on the phone 972-733-4111 or on the web at highlandspgc.com. Let them know that IndyCar Tim sent you out there, and they'll either give you a discount on a bucket of balls or a or swift kick in the crotch. A swift kick. Either way, it involves balls. It does. Yes, things are great. They're winding down a little bit, um, but we're still we're still busy. It's been it's been great. Well, you know, it doesn't doesn't feel like golf has slowed down in the whole COVID era. No. Definitely Everybody not. still that wants was something to play that, golf. Yeah, that was something that people got ahead of early. That was something they could do outside. They tried to bend every rule possible to make that happen, and right. we're still doing it. So, Well, good. Good. It is a special uh, week of golf as it is the week after the Masters. Very special, yes. Uh, the week of the Masters in November. Uh, very still weird. Still can't get used to that. I know, and it's exciting that we only have to wait until April to have the next one. To have another. Well, we hope. <laughs> we hope, yeah. We're, right. Fingers crossed for that. <laughs> oh, boy, every day it just gets worse and worse. We'll see how 2021 treats us here in about a month and a half and if, if anything changes. But, yeah. uh, you know, the course, we kind of discussed how the course was going to look, uh, how it was going to play, and uh, you kind of threw your guesses out there on what the finishing scores would look yeah. like. And, man, that – I. Of course, was just soft. It was. I. I so mean, soft. Fortunately enough, I did pick the winner in last week's show. Yep. But I. I was. My palate was way off on the total number uh, under par because it was a record-setting mm-hmm. <laughs> total number of four rounds. So yes, the, I mean the, the length, the length um, being as soft as it was, and the greens, the greens really weren't that fast. I mean, like we're accustomed to seeing. So then you know, soft and soft right. instead of soft and firm that would have played a little differently. Right. But those guys, they, play, they played extremely well, and we saw a 20-under record-setting performance after. And he was right on. I mean, his whole game was working. Yeah. And he, it, boy, he sat in the interviews. I watched. I didn't get to watch much of it, but I watched the interviews afterwards. It's, it's hard to get much out of him, yeah. if, you, if you haven't noticed. He's, he's very soft-spoken, but, and they kept bringing up 54-hole leads that he's blown four of them, and he just wouldn't take the bait. He just seemed so locked in and dialed in. He knew... He was comfortable with his game, right. and even coming up 18, I mean, I don't know how true that is with his ca- his brother asking him, you know, Austin asking him, where do we stand, is what he said. I mean, right. I, I'm surprised. How do you not know that? A little bit. I mean, it's not match play, but you certainly know that in your group you're you're beating uh, Abraham Answer significantly because he struggled. By um, the way, yeah, well, what a story he was, though, early on. He was. Sure. Uh, but I mean, hard to believe you wouldn't know that you're uh, you have a nice cushion. Right. I mean, nice cushion, so... 
But man, the, you know, the, it was funny. I was as I was watching it, just watching the approach shots, even in the fairway. Uh, the the approach shots around the green, if they'd hit the fairway or they'd hit the green, it was just a thud. Yeah, and you yeah. see the divot mark, and then you would see the the ball within four to five feet of every divot mark. It just it didn't move. No, it def- definitely. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't something where you're normally not seeing the ball come back that much. I mean, like in terms of spin back, not right, the slope, right. obviously, but. Um, yeah, that it was soft and soft, and then length wasn't really an issue. I mean, there's there's so many scorable holes. I mean, 13 and 15 are short par fives. They're kind of a, they're kind of hard holes, but they're still short. They're going to have right. like middle irons into those greens. So it was amazing. Uh, and of course, it's, it's got to give you a lot of confidence when you know the, know the ball is going to stop. Yeah, um, and it, it looked like everybody, with the exception of Bryson, maybe had all the confidence yeah, in the world. It's true. Surprisingly struggled. He and did. I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't get to watch a lot of his game, so I don't know if he he struggled because of the course or if he was just there was something wrong mechanically. I thought. Well, he didn't drive it very well, which is he surprising. was missing fairways left and right. The like fairways I are generous there. Right. That's what's so interesting about it. But he didn't drive it well. And then I told I, I mentioned this last week. It's just he's newer to the putting. You know, sure. he's doing the putting on those greens. Those guys that, that that play well normally have played well in the history because sure. they can figure them out. They're they're tricky. Yeah, but it that was, was definitely a pointing week for him. It though. was a you know there that's was a lot okay of hype for that. But it's okay. Yeah. Bring him back down to earth a little bit before he breaks golf. Completely. Yeah, that's yeah that's true. Uh, yeah, we have a good, bad, and ugly of the Masters. So you know, to start the good was the DJ record-setting twenty under performance. I don't know how excited you were to see. I, I was really excited to see what Paulina was wearing. Mm-hmm. Okay, she had a nice Masters green Adidas jacket. And then looked nice. Dustin doesn't disappoint again and gets a little cheek grab in there after the win, which is always nice for the viewers. To Makes see. for good TV. Makes great TV. Yes. Now, <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned TV. We'll skip the bad for one second. Okay. Well, you have two uglies because you mentioned it. Right. Unfortunately, it was the lowest TV rating since 1957. Uh, with a 3.4. Now, that, that kind of is what we've seen with the COVID stuff in major sports. So, is that a combined rating for all four days? That's a good question. But, yes, I would, I would, uh, yes, I guarantee I would say that. guarantee Sunday probably was not ra- didn't have high ratings. That must have been all four. It was really not in question on no. Sunday. No, you're right. It was opposite football. It was. Yes, it was. In Even the though they did try to stagger. But right. That was still lowest since 57. That's, um, that's bad. But that's, that's, that's what that's, we've seen with ugly. a lot of the major yeah. sports. So, that's kind of a, you know, ugly. And then the other... The other ugly one was, it has to do with Bryson. It's when he he had a lost ball. Did you see any of that? You happen to see that in the tree? No, I mean it plugged and it plugged. Oh in the yeah, ground. yeah, yeah. But so the thing is, you know, he tried to get a casual water relief right. rolling. Well, that I mean that might have worked, but you, you if you can't find it, then you can't well, ever you assume. Yeah. And then the whole three minutes of searching in five minutes. Now here's the big deal with that. They did change the USGA did change that, and and when I say that, the PGA Tour changed that also. In that, you only you only have three minutes when you start to search to find the ball because right. in when you had five minutes. There wasn't any difference. That's why they moved it. That's why they moved it to three. So sure. people had five minutes. They determined that you don't need five, and if you, you can't find it after three, you're not finding it right after five. So that was kind of a, that was kind of ugly because there he is once again. He's trying to, I, don't, I mean, not not abuse the rules by any way. He's trying to use the rules to his advantage, right? Sure. But some of the stuff that he does is a little bit extreme. I mean, you can't claim casual water if you can't find the golf ball. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was kind of ugly. And then the bad was. Tiger's highest score on one hole ever 
I mean, I had to look it up to make sure it was ever. And yeah, it was no, a it was. 10 on number 12. Yep. And it's funny because they didn't have the they – only, they only showed, like, two shots. Right. I mean, I don't think you can find the, – they weren't they Probably were not taping, footage of the rest of it. Then he birdies four out of the last five holes mm. afterwards. But that was, that was just interesting that, you know, he – and you said Tiger would not be a factor. He wasn't really. And he wasn't. No. He had the first, what, first round, he was kind of up there. but Yeah, he was. That's true. But but then nothing really materialized no. for that. So um, re- recap on Johnny's picks real quick. He did, he did okay. I felt like, I mean, Justin Thomas did finish fourth. And I felt like Justin Thomas was probably the, the one who was the closest mm-hmm. to having a chance. He just had he just had one bad day, and that and, and Rory is the same way. I mean, they just kind of had that one day that they, they put him far enough behind right. where they couldn't make the charge. Uh, and he had Finau finish thirty eighth, Bubba fifty seventh, and then Hideki at thirteenth. So he was he was. I mean, it's a little off for him, honestly. He it is. It's not one of his better weeks. No, definitely. He's normally. And we can much, say that because he's not here and that, he's not listening. Probably yes. <laughs> he normally normally much stronger than that. So it was a little surprising to see. Um, you know, with his picks. So, but I mean, overall, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. The golf course was fantastic. I thought the, the, I thought the atmosphere, there still were spectators. I mean, I felt like it was still better than other tournaments. Yeah. So what was the rule on the spectators? I mean, clearly you had to be a member. Yeah. Or you had to be a family member. Or, or a family member, right, yeah. of one of the golfers. And even then, it was limited. But it was though. limited to that. Like, their kids could come, but their mom couldn't. Like, right, that's, yeah, right. So, so there's an age thing going but on. But still, it was nice to see, like, some, like, applause. Some, yeah, and you, you got to actually. It. That was different than we'd seen all year. Sure. So that was, that was nice. I wonder if they should the, be piping in crowd noise and applause like they do in football. That'd be fun. Would you like something. to see that? Like that'd when a guy something. holds yeah. out an eagle or well, something sure. on the green and sure. you hear Everybody a roar. has those. Yeah. Everybody. You know? I mean, that'd be weird. Well, you see uh, yeah. him get up with his ball and wave, you know. And yeah, you could have a little. I mean, how could that bother anybody, really? Because that's how it normally well, is. Well, then they wouldn't hear so, it on the course. It well, they could. The I'm saying they could. You could well, you I guess have they have speakers that, on the course, yeah. That would be so. That would be, be something. Weird. But the golf course was. I thought the presentation was great. I thought Jim Nance was great, like he always is. He's always great. I mean, it means it's such a big deal. It's it's such a big deal. You know, to the golfing world, it's too bad that the rating was bad and they had to do it in November. Um, I was excited for it. I enjoyed it. Um, at least it was golf, and at least it was the Masters, regardless of the month or the time of year. Yeah, That's the really coverage. Was, I thought the coverage was great. I thought the different. Definitely, they got different camera angles than you'd never seen. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. They yeah. got drones out there a little bit. That was something else. Then they had. I mean, the fun. The funny thing when I listened to Tiger say, he talked about how they, you know, if you haven't played there, and most of us haven't. That you can't really tell because of how the greens sit. You can't really tell if the ball is feeding close to the hole or not. Right. And they usually use the gallery to help that. And so there's a lot of times where the guys would hit shots and they would, like, where is it? Like, they would look to some, I mean, where, where, where is it okay? Like, where is it? Because there's no reaction. They're used right. to that. So yeah. that was a little different. So, so something interesting, we were talking about uh, Bryson struggling. I don't know if you saw this quote in the uh, post-tournament interview. Uh, that he had, because he really had no explanation for his poor play. Like, he couldn't really say why. And I I tell you, he's probably not that familiar with his game because there's not a lot of history of him playing like he's playing now. So sure, he doesn't, when and he especially, struggles, yeah. Yeah, so when he struggles, he doesn't really have anything to point to. But listen to this quote that he had. He said, quote, at the beginning of the week, I felt like I could have a great chance to win the tournament if I just played my game. Shoot, I made enough birdies this week and Eagles to have a chance to win. There's no doubt about that. I made way too many mistakes that I've got to talk to my caddy and go, hey, how do we not make these mistakes anymore? How can we work better as a team and not have that happen? End quote. So 
he got lit up in the national media for throwing his caddy under the bus and blaming his caddy. Yeah, for, which for is surprising of. because everyone knows that the player is always the one that makes the decision. Sure. I mean, it's on him. I mean, what, what did Phil used to say when Bones caddied for him? He said Bones gets like five a year. Yeah. Like five a season where right. Phil would stop and shut up and then do it right. Bones said, and that's it. I mean, so it's always going to be the player's decision. So I wonder, you know, something that – that maybe you forget that you know they don't get to use the books with the arrows right like they normally do well so in, in someone like that when in talk to, talked about analytics and science and right i mean right. there's somebody that would benefit you know greatly from, that. from so, all of that that is surprising though because we all know that you're the one that's ultimately making the decision unless he would now if it'd, be, it'd still be his fault if he was if he got talked out of Sure. You know, from his caddy, if he let his caddy have too much involvement and in talk him out of things. I mean, but, but based on the quote, does it sound to you like he's throwing his caddy under yeah. the bus? I mean, yeah. it does to me a little bit, right? It does. Like, yeah. that wasn't, wasn't uh, misconstrued or anything. No, I wonder, I mean, you, like, the, the guy who's swinging the golf club, who's hitting the shots that right. I saw and missing fairways and stuff, I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, the caddy didn't hit any drives for you in, uh, off of the fairway. No, it's not like the caddy on number <laughs> 11 is saying that you want to start it on the left-hand side and hook it right. into the trees. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which wasn't what so, happened. Which, yeah, so that, that's yeah, that's a little surprising. But you know, that doesn't. That's kind of at least one thing that I don't mind about him. That, there's a lot of stuff that I, that bothered me. But I mean, he is very, very transparent, and yeah. he just tells it like it is. I don't For feel sure. like he sugarcoats anything. Because no, there's a lot of guys. There's some guys that just they dance around it a lot. So, so off week for Johnny clearly. Uh, he's got a chance to redeem himself now. Yeah, I think he'll do well with. I, was, I saw his picks here. I think he'll do well as with we go game. into the RSM Classic. Well, yeah, we go to Sea Island, Georgia, and and every time we go to this little swing, whether it's Harbor Town, Savannah, I mean, there are certain guys that just pop into my mind. I mean, there there then there are guys that are that drive the ball straight, that 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 like. They don't need to drive it far because if you're familiar with that region of golf, most of the time, unless you're talking about um, unless you're talking about where they play the Ryder Cup at, uh, no, I just went blank. Oh, Kiowa. Unless you're talking about oh, Kiowa, Kiowa Island in South Carolina, which is just brutally long and windy. Most of these courses are short and super tight, and you don't need to hit it very far, but you need to be a good driver of the golf right. ball straight, good irons and putting. So there's certain guys that pop. And he's got he's got them, you know, in his picks today. So you gotta be able to drive it straight, hit fairways, and right. then you'll be able to score. So So what is uh well first we have the national picks here from CBS Sports. Sure, I just gave the top four. Sure. You got Webb Simpson, who's lost in a playoff twice there. He's a Wake Forest guy, so there's there's like that 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 region, that North Carolina area, South Carolina. Um he's ten to one, he's the favorite. Uh, Terrell Hatton's eighteen to one, Sunjay M's twenty to one, and Fleetwood is twenty-two to one. So I mean, but all those guys, they're, they're, those guys are very similar in terms of their games. I mean, they don't, they don't, bomb, they're not bombers, that's for sure. I mean, you don't see sure. Rory does now. They're not playing, but still, you don't see those big guys' names right. that drive it a mile. And they're all really solid and consistent. Like I mean, Webb, it's hard not to pick Webb. I know he's a favorite, you know, because he just it doesn't make many mistakes and he puts it. But when he gets the putter going, he's really good. And he doesn't, they don't need length. That's that's the biggest thing. That's right. the difference between a tournament like this compared to, like, not even the Masters. Just another right. one of the tour stops that you have to hit it. You have to hit it 310 every time. Sure. Um, so, Johnny has – Johnny did not pick Webb, which I'm a little surprised. But he did pick Russell Henley, who has three straight top tens there. Now, he's 24 to 1. And that's a, so that's, that's probably why. I mean, the odds are a little bit more – if you're betting in the favor sure. to pick Russell Henry. So I really, really like that pick. 
He's got Brian Harmon at forty-five to one and Kevin Kisner at forty-five to one. Those guys are funny. Those guys are the same pl- player. I mean, it's just sure. funny. Their games are almost the same. I mean, in terms of they're short, skinny guys that don't hit it anywhere, but they hit it straight, and they can make a ton of birdies. Oh, um, there you go. Okay. So there you're 45. And then he's got an interesting ham sandwich. He's got Russell Knox at 100 to 1 to ham sandwich. Now it's a little bit surprising Man, because – 100 to 1. I know. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's a long shot. Normally the ham sandwich is a guy who's not necessarily the long shot, but he's the guy that – it's just undervalued. Right. Well, right. I don't know if that qualifies maybe, as. Maybe people are looking past him. Well, well yeah, well, they have to be. <laughs> but Russell Knox, good Lord. Yeah, I know. So that was kind of a, maybe he, maybe he, you know, he saw, we got Russell Henley up there. He had to find another guy with the same name or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like his first pick. I'm surprised he didn't put Webb. Maybe it's because, you know, it doesn't, it, Webb doesn't pay as much, you know, depending on what you're, what you're betting. But uh, So my picks to win this weekend are uh, probably no surprise to anybody. Uh, I've got John Daly for the win. Okay. Um, I have Jim Furyk top five, and I have Fuzzy Zeller in the top ten. Okay. Well, well, is Jim is Jim in the field? I know that John's not. I don't oh. think Fuzzy plays anymore. Oh, it's probably a long shot. Man. <laughs> That's, you know, it's a good pick, though. This is if why he, I keep losing money. If he's if he is playing, so, I mean, he could be. We could look it up. I'm not sure. But, I mean, that, that course would fit him perfectly. Right, right. And he's won on courses like that. So, those that, that, that south, what is that, southeast, southeast yeah. part swing is, is always favorable to these people. Like, I mean, he lists... He lists all these people, you know, Russell and, and Brian Harmon and Kisner, and they're all the same guy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, but just different names. <laughs> it would be weird if they were the same guy with the same names. That would be. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be fun. We'll see how that – you know, that so one's going to be a – Do you have a personal That's pick? a Well, yeah, I like Webb you a like lot. Webb? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, Russell is really good, too, because he, he has had three straight top tens there. But Webb's lost in the playoff twice there, and I just feel like he's – He might be due. He's the guy. Yeah. So that one's, you know, that one's going to be a little step down tier wise, tournament wise, because that's what they always are, preceding the Masters and following. Right, right. So, um, but the season surely is not over; it just continues to go. And it's, you know, it, it's again, it, we keep saying it's good to have golf back. It's good to have competitive golf back. Um, and I'm guessing no, no fans, no, nope. no, no galleries here at this. Of course, we had gal- small gallery in Houston. Yeah, yeah, um, but a few weeks ago, which was fun. Uh, we're not real sure when that's coming back nationally. It's going to be lo- location-based, yeah, case-by-case basis, I think, based on what the local um, standards and rules are. There was a couple guys that dropped already because of yeah. testing positive, so it seems to be pretty common. It's what's happening. The NFL is announcing, uh, unrelated to golf, but related to COVID, I don't know if you saw or not, they're announcing brand-new, much stricter regulations and rules for all 32 teams oh, moving really? forward in the season because of all the – positive test they've been having wow so i haven't had a chance to examine that document no. yet and I, I will this week but yeah they're even making changes and they were already careful yeah they were i thought so I and still so. they're getting the you know positive tests sprinkled around here and there and it's affecting the schedule a little bit it's affecting teams rosters so they're cracking down even more wow. as a league so we're just trying we'll to keep see. it going yeah <laughs> we'll see how that goes moving going. forward and how it affects the other the other major sports but so an interesting little tidbit we've got going on uh, for those of you that are fans of the E! True Hollywood story. We are stealing that bit. Yeah. And we have a from the rough true Hollywood story. We do. This is kind of a new thing. Um, instead, of sharing, instead of sharing one specific you know, 
excerpt from a tournament or something that's funny that's happened. I thought I would just share the story that I experienced on Monday. Okay. I played in a pro-am on Monday at, uh, at Timuron Country Club, Southlake, and it was a one professional, four amateurs. The amateurs are playing a scramble. Which one were you? The professional. Okay, that's what I thought. So the five. Somebody, By the yes. way, 2015 well, Midwest PGA Player of the Year. It was an invitation-only event. Okay, they invited the top players in the North Texas PGA. So, okay. fortunately enough, I was able to get an invite. Um, the golf course the golf course was interesting. It was in great condition. It was just an interesting layout, we'll right. say. But I, I felt like I had to share this story because I think it would really help the 12 to 20-plus right. handicaps, right? And then you can might relate to this. What is your, what is your current handicap? Uh Triple digits? Oh, is it that high? No, I haven't you kept get, my handicap in a long time. It's it's probably twenty five. Twenty five. I bet yeah. you it's not higher than twenty five. Well, so something that something that I think that that frustrates me, um, and I, I experienced it out in this scramble. So remember, we're playing a scramble, and we're playing with. I mean, I had a, I had a great group of guys. I had a guy who was like a 12. I had a guy who plays golf twice a year. I had a guy who used to be like an eight, but then plays like once every five years, right? That and, then I had, and then I had a guy who was like a 20. So he still plays regularly, but he's just a 20. Right. Well, so one, if in this format that we played, they, they were allowed to take my tee shot if they wanted to, okay? They could play the scramble from there right. if I happened. Okay, now they did play a different tee box, Okay. So I was, they were, I was, you most were of the time I was a little bit farther back than they were because they were so far up, right. you know. Um, and they could take my score on the whole. So it's another advantage of, gotcha. the, of the team. So here's what happened. There's two things specifically that happened during the day that I just feel like s- someone needs to, to explain and, and ha- maybe it would help uh, some of the amateur mid to higher handicapped golfers. And it's that, one, when we're playing as a team, Right, and then I. By the way, I should say that I'm playing my own ball the entire day because right. I have my own professional score that right. goes okay. So when we're playing on a team, once we have made a birdie on a hole or a par on a hole, there there isn't any reason to grind. Okay, especially like on in putts, sure. and especially when you miss them. So here's what happened several times. I made five birdies that day. Right, every time I made a birdie, those guys would still putt from where they where they hit it, where they were still gotcha. trying, even okay. though we were already in. Gotcha. Now, I get they paid a lot of money to play. Okay, right. but the problem is, if you're going to do it, then make the putt then. <laughs> Don't miss it. Because practicing and missing is the worst thing you can do. Right. I mean, you really don't help yourself. No, no, you're not. I mean, th- it is a team, and we are trying to do, and, and they, they want to win. I mean, they're playing to win, and I, I'm trying to, you know, lightly tell them, like, well, hey, once we get in, I mean, like, go, go to a different part or something like that just, just to, like. But, take a putt from still, somewhere else. Just, just if you're going to practice and grind over <laughs> it, don't waste them. And just, and if you miss it, you're, you're just, you're just hurting yourself. It's, I mean, it's so much mental of the game is scoring, and but by seeing you miss it over and over and right. over, it's just not doing anything for you. That's one thing, right? So if you're going to practice, just practice the right way. I mean, practice something that's you know going to be beneficial to you, like in the coming holes. Okay. And the next thing is, and this bothers me because I've I've always been an even keel type of player, as in like if you saw me out there, you wouldn't be able to really tell if I was playing well. Or not. So you're because the opposite I'm of just, Big Red. Exactly. I'm just even. Because you can't, get, you can't get too excited, but you can't get too down. Okay, so the problem that the 12 to 20 handicap has is that they get way, way too upset. 
and they beat themselves up way too much when when they're not even capable of hitting the shot. That's right. my thing. Or or since they have hit it on the driving range once, their expectation is for them to do it. And some of these guys just got. I mean, one we're we're playing in a scramble in a team event, right? We're, just, we're it's a raw raw thing. We're all together. We're not right. playing against each other, and they just beat themselves up all day, and they're right. and they're tossing clubs, and they're they're cursing, and they're and they're just like. My my thing is, it's just you guys aren't that good to get this upset. <laughs> that was my that's my point. Like you're just you're just. Why is the expectation level? I feel like it's not that way in other sports. I don't know why golf is is so. You know, much I will like I that. will offer you another sport where it's it's I've because I've had emotions like that before. I when I played regularly in high school, my lowest handicap I ever had was a four. That's great. Uh, and I but I played. Four or five times a week. Yeah, um, and you had some steam to you though. And I but did. That's okay though. And I did. And I had a much more golfing body than I do now, for sure. And I had a full time coach. Yes. Every, every every round I played, I had a coach right there coaching me. And you're playing well, and you're practicing. Exactly. I'm not. They're saying there's nothing wrong with that. The days that I wasn't playing golf, I was at the range. Yes. Like every day, I was swinging the golf club. Yeah. Um, and of course, when you leave the game, I got out of high school. I, I for about a year I played again regularly, and I was still good. And then I didn't play again for about five years. Yeah. And then the expectation is, oh, I'm still going to shoot a 75. Yeah. You see, know, and just, I think I shot like an 82. You know, which, which is great after not playing for. But now, <laughs> I mean, which is great anyway. So, but going back to another sport, to me, tennis is very similar. I was just, I was just thinking. as a as a one on one yeah single man sport because. Um, I, again, at the same time I was playing a lot of golf, I was playing a lot of tennis. Yeah. And I was good. I never played professionally or anything or, you know, uh, city tournaments or anything like that. But, I mean, I, I was good. Nobody could beat me. And, um, and, again, you don't play for five years and you still have those expectations of being able to make those drop shots and those lobs and the between-the-legs shot. And I lost all the power on my backhand. And you just you, you get frustrated with yourself. Yeah. Because the expectations are unrealistic. I know. I, I and just it's wish, the same thing. I just wish that it is the same thing. I just wish those guys would, would and, and anybody who's in that in that realm. Like I say, if you're a single-digit guy, then fine. You can be upset because you, you know that, yes, if you make a big number or if you hit a shot that's really uncharacteristic, then fine. Get upset. But these poor guys, they just beat themselves up all day and they just they're they're just topping shots and i'm like it's over it's okay let's move on oh. it's just let's go to the next one it's and that's fine. the like, worst just, just just the topping of the ball and of course is... then they're trying to have you know then there's some hey what could what i do there what i help with what well, i'm like it's even worse i mean me me help i would have no problem helping you after but right. i mean you try Not to fix right it oh my gosh it's just so, so let mean, me ask you this is there a more embarrassing golf shot for a pro an amateur whoever than the topping of the ball what well, the whiff i would say Man, I don't, at least I don't you can know. get away with the whiff saying it was a practice shot, I suppose. But. Yeah, you can lie. But you're right. No, I think. But the, we've I already think, seen you address the ball. We know it wasn't a practice no, shot. No, you're right. But I think. I, that, guess. I think the top even uh, supersedes the shank because the shank does happen. You make it contact, does happen though. to everybody. Yes, yeah. so the top is just like almost a complete whiff. And just, I've seen pros shank a ball every now. And oh then. no, that hap- it happens. Yes, you know, and it I've it seen professional happen. punters shank a, shank a shank punt. punt. Heck, yeah. that happened this past weekend. But man. The topping of the ball, especially off the tee. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is to me. That's the most gotta, embarrassing because golf of, shot. because of the whole lady tee aspect. Uh, you got to get past those those ladies. And tees, if you but. don't get past, and when you're playing from the blacks or the golds, and you don't get past the reds, yeah, 
I felt yeah, like you, you hear about it. The rest I felt of the just day. specifically we had one gentleman named Carl who like he played like, guy who hadn't played like plays every five years, admittedly, right? Every five years. Well, early on he he hit some great shots. Like now, did we take them? No, right. But I mean, they're they're good enough. They're, Still they're way, confidence. Yeah, for sure. Then then you go and settle back into what he should be. I mean, right. the shots that he should be hitting right. without practicing for five years. And then, but all of a sudden he remembers the early ones and just can't get over, can't get over it. Well, right. I did the, gosh, I did this so well five holes ago. Right. Well, it's hard. It's really, really hard. That's the thing. It's and, a hard and game. You're, and you're just not good enough to be up that upset about it. Yeah. So we didn't well, win. There's some astute observations from golf pro Chris, the bus man, Bustle. I just think and if you just fun. took it, yeah, if you just, it just got to be, try to be more even keel. I mean, look at Dustin Johnson. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be asleep. I mean, Dustin Johnson's asleep. I mean, it's hard to get any emotion out of him, bad or good, right? right. But, I mean, you certainly can just, just you, having a short memory is a wonderful thing in right. golf. So is being a quarterback in the NFL. But that would be, that's very wonderful, yes. Would you, I mean, you trade everything. Let me just sidebar, because we got yeah. two minutes. Yeah, we got time. Would you, with all the scrutiny that comes, right, and all the pressure that comes, and all the interviews, yep, you would instantly trade it. Would it have to be? Would it have to be like are you talking? Like, would you have to be a top five guy, or you would just want to be the starting quarterback in any of the thirty-two? I mean, how, how would oh, how do you I'd want to be? That? I'd want to be a top three guy. Okay, so it has to be specific yeah, to that. So, yeah, you, and what? Just for just because of you would embrace all the. Yeah. Okay. I would. I would embrace the notoriety and the, oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Have but, you but met me? Yes, I. Of course. But I say, what's wrong with being thirty-two? Uh, is that just because it's you want to be more in the spotlight? But that means you you want to carry the I'll, team. You no, have the. No. Here's why. Because I want to make top three money. Well, that's what I was going to go to the next. Yeah. But I thought I don't want to make thirty-second quarterback in the league money. Okay. Because if you're the thirty-second best quarterback in the league, you're one drop pass away from being a backup. That's true. Like we've seen with. Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Dude, he's good, man. I'm telling you, he's good. I know he's played for literally every team in Canada and America. That's so but true, yeah. I, you know what? I would take him as a stand with not You'd a trade football. With, I, we would love to do that rundown to see who you would trade with right now. Like, would you trade with Gardner Minshew right now? Would you trade with Cam Newton right now? Would You You know fun, what? I, mean, I would rather have, and this is not going to be popular opinion, I mean, I would definitely rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Gardner Minshew. I would rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Cam Newton. Okay. Especially in that offense. Okay. Well, see, there you go. Maybe that should be And a I little... hate Cam Newton anyway. I think he's <laughs> tremendously overrated <laughs> and overpaid. But uh, anyway, that's a podcast for another day it and is. another sport. But, but hey, you guys reach out to us on, uh, on the Twitter. Our show is at From the Rough PGA. Uh, please follow us. We post all of our shows on there and uh, info about upcoming shows. And Bus usually posts some pictures of me eating my dinner right before a show over there. Um, Bus is at the real C Bus with one S. I am at IndyCar Tim. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, observations about the uh, the weekend golf, the upcoming weekend golf. And if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear you ask them there, and we would address those on the air for you. Um, and again, we record every Wednesday night, usually six six thirty here at Barrel and Bones in the Colony. 2801 West Plano Parkway, Suite 140, uh, usually for about 30 minutes to an hour. And then, of course, the show that comes up after this at 8 p.m. is the Drunk Sports Podcast with me, Colby Sapp, Big Red, sometimes Bus when he has the time to hang out with us. We're getting close. I promise. We are getting close. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, but, but you okay. remember last year. We're getting close. We, we <laughs> had did. a nice winter stretch. We did. We had a good run. It was a good run. 
Uh, we invite everybody to come out and uh, hang out with us, have a few drinks, have some delicious barbecue here at Barrel and Bones, and uh, chit-chat with us before or after the show. We'd love to see you. So for the bus man, Bustle, and for Johnny Gerber, hopefully we'll be back. Do we have both of y'all next week? Yep, we do. Oh, wow. The, we do. the full three-man oh, booth. That's Wednesday. Oh, yeah. It won't be no, next it week. Won't be. It won't be next. Yeah, that's no, right. No, it'll be the week after The week next. after, yes. Uh, so, yes, no show for Thanksgiving. We will do one the week after, though, uh, here at Barrel and Bones. We invite everybody out. Uh, but until then, for Chris, for Johnny, for the Highlands Performance Golf Center, and for Barrel and Bones, I am Indy Tim, and we can't wait to talk to you again. Have a great night.